Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. Again, I know you just sat down, uh, but we're, say, we're saying the Lord's Prayer together. So I'm going to ask you to stand one more time with me. I get your knees a good workout uh, so you can, yeah, there you go. Be awake. Let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Let's say it. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And everybody said? Amen. 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 You may be seated. The Lord's Prayer was not given for us just to recite at special occasion. It was meant to be prayed every day. Matter of fact, someone gave me a tip. I forgot to say this uh, through the series. But, you know, right now, since we're all about trying to keep our hands clean... They want us to wash our hands 20 seconds, so you can say the Lord's Prayer as you wash your hands, and it'll let you know that 20 seconds is about, it takes you about 20 seconds to do that. Also, there was a, uh, on our 21 days of prayer on our uh, Instagram and Facebook's been going on tonight is the last night of it, and uh, it's been awesome, but last night I noticed that the couple that did that, uh, Miss Courtney, talked about how that she has four children. And she says, you know, it can be a war trying to get them all ready to go uh, to school and get them in the car. And sometimes she says tensions are high when we're doing it. But when we get in the car, she says, in order to reset our day, we just stop and say the Lord's Prayer. Man, what a great thing to do to reset our day, to reset your day is say the Lord's Prayer. Amen? Amen. Amen. So here's a statement. So the Lord's Prayer will not mean as much until you understand it. And so that's why I have these statements. And by the way... Uh, in case you forget these, on the back of the book here, on page 119, I have them all written down for you right there. So you actually could just take a picture of this page with your phone, and you could pull it out every day and say that prayer. So the first statement is our Father, which simply means this, God loves me no matter what. And then we said, hallowed be thy name. What does it mean? I praise you, God. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Have your way, God. Give us this day our daily bread. Give me what I need today. Give me what I need today, God. And then the next one was, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. I have received forgiveness. I can give forgiveness. Before I give you the last one, I want to tell you that uh, I, a couple years ago, I think it was like two years ago that we went to Honduras. And uh, there in Honduras, it's hot, very hot. You're closer to the equator. And it's really easy to get sunburned and, and it's humid. And we were working and, and uh, I mean, like I said, we had, and the vans that we were riding in did not have air conditioning, so we were just all hot and nasty. And so when we got back to the place where, that we were coming to to get cleaned up, uh, it had a little swimming pool. 
I mean, it was a very little swimming pool. It was a place, this place was for missionaries to go to. And so we were there, and I went down to that swimming pool, and I did. There was a couple of our team members that were standing there, and there was a young lady by the name of Hannah who was standing right beside the pool. And I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know. But something come over me, and I just pushed her right into the pool. <laughs> Poor thing went into the pool with a big splash, and she was in the deeper end, so she comes swimming back up, and she looked up. I never forget the look at her face. She said, Pastor Jeff, she said, there was a devil on one side of your shoulder and an angel on the other side, and you listened to the devil. <laughs> I said, Hannah, I'm just going to be transparent with you. I said, I just want you to know, the angel didn't show up. <laughs> Isn't that the way we feel many times with temptation? That's why Jesus gave us this next part of the prayer. In Matthew 6 and 13, again in the Lord's Prayer, look what he says. He said, lean us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And so this is what I want you to remember is this. Let's say it together. Prayer makes me spiritually aware. It makes me spiritually aware. If you're not aware, when you're praying, you're, you're more open to what's happening spiritually, and you're, everything's not so personal. Then, you know, it's the enemy's attacking you. And so uh, prayer makes me spiritually aware. So I want to talk to you today about how to win the battle over temptation. Now, before I go on any further, those of you that are watching online and those of you in the room, I got a question for you. Is there anybody in this room that has, has ever been tempted besides me? Anybody? Anybody? I'm looking right now. Okay, yeah, I'm looking to see who the liars are, right? All of us, and it's not just that we've been tempted one time. We, we get tempted all the time. Amen? Okay, now, I want to just go and give you this warning right now. If you wore your halo today, it would be a good time right now to take it off and put it under your seat because I'm talking to you and I'm talking to me today. It's for us, all right? And so, so let's talk about how do you do that? I want to give you three things today that I think will help you. It's helped me. I believe it will help you. Number one is this, is you pray so you will not drift into temptation. Yes. You pray so you will not drift into temptation. I don't think any of us plan uh, to be tempted. I think we'd say, okay, well, I think today will be a great day for me to be tempted. I don't think we do that. But we drift into it, right? It's, why in the world, why do we drift into temptation? Because it's natural. The, the things that the devil puts before us that is sin, uh, it has a short term, it feels good in the short term, but in the long term, it destroys your life, right? Yeah. So in other words, sin, well, let's just be honest. Sin feels good in the short, right in the immediate. If it didn't feel good, nobody would want to do it, right? right. But, listen, and if it didn't feel good, you didn't do it right. <laughs> right? Let's just be transparent and honest. Yeah. But what happens is, is that moment that it felt good, you had a lifetime of regret. Yes. That's what God's trying to save you from and trying to save me from is a lifetime of regret. In that one moment, one moment, yes. say, oh, this is go great. But then after it's over, it's like, what have I done? And the devil will tell you this, oh, that's so little, you can do it, nobody will care, God doesn't care, and you do it, and then after you do it, you say, oh, that was so big, God can never forgive you for that, right? That's what he does. Sin destroys you. It will destroy you. And so we drift into it. And so I would say that, you know, there's many things that we're tempted with, like overspending, uh, like, you know, it's like, oh, I got to have that car, I got to have that house, got to have it. And, you know, when we go get it and, and it smells, don't you love the smell of a new car? Hallelujah. Smells good, doesn't it? But then the payment book comes. 
And it doesn't smell as good anymore, does it? It's like, oh my goodness, what have I done? I got, you know, I got 60 months or 72 months of payments, a noose around my neck. If you've overextended yourself. You know, another thing that's big in our culture today is pornography. Pornography is, is so rampant. Why? Because if you have a smartphone, you have porn in your pocket. It's available, isn't it? And that's what's so horrible about our young people today. Our young people, see, they have no idea what it natural is because they've been sold what's not natural. And then they get married and I have to talk to them and they come to my office and say, well, this ain't what I thought it was because I seen this. Well, what you saw was not real. <laughs> what you saw was somebody paid somebody to do and it was crazy, right? It's not what's natural. And so we have an issue with that and we have to be careful. And then someone said, well, I'm just looking. So if I'm looking and not touching, it doesn't hurt me. Oh, yes, it does. Psychologically, it messes you up that you'll never have an intimate relationship because you have to get over what you've been looking at. Amen. Oh, the pastor's talking real stuff today, isn't he? It's so real. Jesus said, pray, because every one of us, if you don't pray, you'll become prey. If you don't pray, you'll become prey of the enemy. Jesus said to Matthew 26 and 41, look what he says. He said, watch and pray that you will not fall into what? Temptation. Temptation. It's not like you intentionally do it. He said, the spirit is willing, but the body's what? The body's weak. See, and that's true. When you and I, there's points that all of us in this room, every one of us, okay, there's things that you and I will do if we're put in the right situation. If it's the wrong time, wrong place, we will fall. Amen? Every one of us. Every one of I'm not a person. I don't drink, you know, but I guarantee you if I stayed at the bars, I'd probably be popping a few. Yes. I'm sure I wouldn't be there just eating peanuts the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm just going to eat the peanuts. Oh, yeah. yeah. Prayer makes you aware that when temptation's out there, right? We've said this before. It makes you aware so that you can see it and you know it's coming and you're like, oh no, you can avoid it. The problem is, is that when it gets on top of you and you're, you're not praying and all of a sudden you find yourself right in the middle of it, then you're likely to give in to it. And that's what James says in the Bible. Listen, he says this. He says um, in James 4 and 7, submit yourself then to God and resist the devil. You know how you resist the devil? Pray. Prayer is how you resist the devil. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. It's amazing that when you begin to pray the Lord's Prayer and you lean in on this last part, I can tell you it changes everything. When you get to that last part and you say, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. Why would Jesus want us to pray that? I'll tell you why. It's because he knows that there's some temptations that are greater than you that you can't handle. And so you have to have the Father, the power, the Holy Spirit come in and deliver you. And there's so many things that you have no idea that the devil planned for you that you didn't fall into because God already went ahead of you and took care of that. Amen? Amen. You have to. Okay, so let's say it again. It's coming up on the screen. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from what? Evil. Evil. And what are we saying? Prayer makes me spiritually aware. Number two is this, how to win the battle over temptation. Number two is plan to avoid temptation. Amen. Plan to avoid it. How many, of you, how many of you have ever been stung by a bee? Anybody in this room ever been stung by a bee? Boy, that hurts, doesn't it? How many of you, how many of you would say, well, Pastor Jeff, it's been a while since I've been stung. Let me see your hand. It's been a while. Yeah. So you know what? You tend to forget how it feels when you haven't been stung in a while. 
a couple of weeks ago, matter of fact, not last, not Saturday, but Saturday before, a group from our church, an army of about 50 people went, and we went working at this house called For Sarah. It's all about uh, saving women that are, have been trapped in prostitution, sex trafficking. There's a house that they can go to and be safe because you don't understand that world that, that they try to kill them and, let, and rather than release them. And so we went to this house and working. We're going to show you some pictures at the end of our service today. But while we was working there, we was cleaning up the yards and, and me and another guy by the name of Pierre was, and we had the backpack blowers and we were blowing. And all of a sudden, this guy, I, I see him out of the corner of my eye. Again, you know, these blowers are going, I can't hear anything. And he starts going. Yeah. I said, my goodness, is the Holy Spirit got on this boy or what? I don't I didn't know. I didn't know if he was practicing his break dancing or whatever. But all of a sudden, he, then he started. He was doing all. Then he started running. Well, I was like, "Dang, I better run too." I ran too. I didn't know what he was doing because he had dropped his his blower. Well, he well he hit a yellow jacket's nest, and so he had got popped about five times, three times in the head. That's why he was dancing. <laughs> well, I got stung as well. And it's been a long time since I got stung, but I want to tell you something, it still hurts. It hurts. And you see, that's the way sin is. Sometimes when we ain't participate in a while, we forget what it's like. And we forget that, you know, and all of a sudden the devil starts saying, well, it ain't that bad. Now, let me tell you, sin still hurts. It hurts you. That's why God doesn't want you to do it. It may seem like it's good, but it hurts. Maybe you've heard the statement of this. If you don't want to get stung, stay away from the bees. It was amazing that day how we discovered that yellow jacket nest and people couldn't stay away from it. And guess what? They got stung. <laughs> That's the way sin is. It just draws you. And I just want to see a little bit more, a little bit more. And then you, bam, it's got you, right? And so understanding that temptation, Proverbs 4, 26 says this, plan carefully what you do, and whatever you do will what? It'll turn out right. In other words, you have to have a plan. I always say this, dating. Listen, I'm not just talking, when I say dating, I'm not just talking to teenagers here, 20-somethings, I'm talking to everybody. Because dating is happening now in midlife and then even in senior adult life. That's right. I mean, I'm watching these seniors like light it up now. I'm like, well, here you go. You go, buddy. You go. That's all I got to go. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You've got to have a plan. You've got to plan your dates, right? You've got to plan where you're going to go and what you're going to do. And then you've got to have a plan as to how far you're going to go physically. You've got to let them know up front, right? You can't say like Hollywood says, like, you know, okay, we're going to go on our first little date and we're going we're gonna to have our little first little date and we're going to go get into bed together. No, 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 no. Yeah. I said it. They didn't like it in the first service. I said, now they want to take you out for a Big Mac and then take you to the sack. Yeah. <laughs> right? right? And anybody that thinks you are, you're much more valuable than a Big Mac. <laughs> yes, you're versus. Say, what am I supposed to do? I tell you what you do. You tell them when you get in that date, like, listen, before we start, I just want to let you know, if my bathing suit covers it up, you can't touch it. If you want it, put a ring on it. Mm, I think me and that theologian Beyonce got it right. If you want it, put a ring on it. Right? Mm, and it's the truth. 
And you got to let them know up front where you stand. And let me just tell you something. If he or she checks out on you because of that, you had nothing to start with. Amen. Amen. Oh, I better move on. Okay. Make a plan. I personally have to have a plan. I know where I'm most tempted. I know that I'm more tempted when I'm, when I'm traveling by myself in a hotel room to watch something that I shouldn't watch more than any other time. I know that about me. So I have to have a plan. And so I can tell you that 80% of the time, Rhonda travels with me. Oh, the best thing that ever happens is best money I ever spent is taking her with me everywhere I go. Amen. Amen. And then if she can't go, then I usually carry one of our male staff employees to go with me. And they'll go with me. And if something, which that's not, so 99% of the time it's covered. But if there's ever one of those occasions where it just can't happen, then I have to make a pact for myself. I can't turn the television on. It's a struggle. I'm telling you, it's a struggle. It's a struggle for you as well. And so I have to make that decision in advance what I'm going to do. If I don't have a plan, I'm going to fall into it. Listen, either you're going to plan to avoid temptation or you're going to plan to fall into temptation. Because no plans mean, if you have no plan, that means I'm just going to give in. Right. So right now I'm telling you that the way you win is get a plan. Let me ask you, I just told you what my area is. What is yours? Amen. What area are you greatest tempted in? Amen. Some people, you know, it's, it's like they're a gossip. You know, some people need to go on a word diet. Mmm, glory to God. Yes. Go on to words. Say half the words you say. Your life will be better. You know, when your little fingers get to typing on social media, just maybe take a break. Oh, dear God, I went to meddling now, hadn't I? This has gotten real, hasn't it? But you've got to have a plan. If you don't have a, especially in dating, you've got to have a plan or you'll give in to your glands. <laughs> Somebody's going to wake up tonight and go, oh, my God, I got that. Yeah. Got to have a plan. So I want to challenge you right now. The next step on your connection card. It's the next step uh, with your digital card. Is make a decision right now. Make a decision. I'm going to get a plan for my life because I know where I'm tempted at. Yeah. And go ahead and admit it. If you, listen, God already knows. So it's not like you're saying, oh, God, you didn't know this. I hate to tell you this about me. No, he already knows. Yeah. And the devil already knows. So just go ahead and say, I know your plan, devil, and you're not getting me this time because I, I'm calling you out. I know I struggle right here. God, I'm saying it out loud. I struggle right here. Lead me, Lord, not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. Amen? Deliver me from evil. That's the plan. You have to have a plan. So make a plan. Today, let me just say this to you, and we're going to move on. If you do not have Jesus Christ in your life, you are more vulnerable than, than Christians. Amen. Because, see, I have the Holy Spirit inside of me, and, and a lot of people in this room do as well. And when I start even thinking that thought comes to my mind, all of a sudden, they, the Lord goes, no, you ain't doing that. You know, and then I have the choice at that time to override that. And let me tell you something, I wish I'd always listen to that voice, but there's times that I don't. Yes. And I fail and I sin God just like you. Amen. But the people in the world don't have that. And so that's why you look at people that do things sometimes. How could they do that? How could they do that? Well, how could anybody with a conscience do that? Because they don't have it. You've got to have Jesus to have it. Yeah. 
Amen? Amen. And so right now, if you don't have Jesus, I want to offer you the best thing, the most protective and the greatest thing in all the world is Jesus Christ in your life. Because it, that's what being saved is. See, if he, I wasn't, if he hadn't saved me, I'd be in jail right now. I, I would be there. I would already be there. I, I don't know what all would have happened in my life because there's so many things I thought about doing that, I, that the Holy Spirit said, no, you don't do that, right? I mean, like, there's times I thought about murdering somebody. Now, okay, now listen, you didn't laugh at that. That was supposed to be funny, all right? I mean, haven't you thought, boy, I'll tell you what, I'll take you out. Even my own children, I thought, boy, I'd just take you out right now. <laughs> take you on and send you to heaven right now. Is your heart right right now? You're going out right now. <laughs> you're, wait till you have children. You'll, you'll understand that. Receive Jesus. I want to stop right now. Those that are watching online as well. Why don't you make the decision today to be saved? You can't save yourself. Would you say the prayer in your mind? Dear Lord Jesus, come out of life, forgive me of my sins. I need a Savior. And I'm tired of giving in and falling prey to this that's holding me down. Save me. Amen. 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 Can we give God a hand? If you pray that prayer, please check it on your connection card, whether you're doing it digitally or, or in person here. And if you don't have a connection card, just text the words following Christ to the number on the screen so that we can pray for you. I want to congratulate you on a spiritual journey. Amen. Well, the third thing I'd like to share with you this is how do we win the battle over temptation? The third thing I would share with you is this, is protect your heart. This is so, man, this is so real, what I'm about to share with you. The, the way we're tempted is it first starts off as a thought. Would you agree with that? Yes. Starts off with a thought. And then it gets a little deeper in our thought processes until we start thinking about it and begin to maybe even like fantasize about what it would be like to do that. And then we begin to feel it and then we act on it. Would you agree with that? Yes. So we, we think it, we feel it, then we act. Yes. And this is something that, that is, that, you know, I've struggled with, like you and me, I, I thought about this, I want to just tell you this. You can, you can think about something until you can make it really grand. Yeah. Like, years ago, when I was a kid, I loved fish sticks. The little fish sticks that you could buy. I loved them. I mean, we'd have them at school for lunch, like, yes, fish sticks day, you know, Hallelujah. Come home, mom had, mom had did fish sticks, yes. And so about, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago, Rhonda and I was at the grocery store. I said, Rhonda, you know what I'd love to have? She said, what, Joe? I said, fish sticks. She said, what? Yeah. I said, fish sticks. I just ran, I said, they were so good. I would just be great. So she got a box of them. And I remember she said, now, tomorrow night, Jeff, I'm going to fix your fish sticks. In my mind, all of them, I said, glory to God, I'm going to get some fish sticks. I remember, those things are so good. I remember fish sticks. And so I got home that night, and sure enough, she had dinner, and she just pulled out the pan, and there they were on that pan. She put, in the, put some in my, uh, on the table, and I got on my plate, and I said the blessing. I said, God, thank you. You have just done a miracle. You're providing me with the best food ever. Hallelujah to your name. 
I said, amen. amen. And then I grabbed that fish stick and I took a bite. And boy, in my mind, it was just like, oh. But when I took a bite, everything I thought was not true anymore. My tongue said, you have lied to me, man. I just as well, I just as well took those fish sticks and throw them in the garbage and eat the box because that's what it tastes like. What I'm trying, it's like here, you know, in our mind, it's like, it's so good, it's so good, it's so good. And then it's like, oh no, it wasn't that good. And that's what the, that's what the devil does about sin, right? Jesus said it this way, talking about thinking. Jesus said in Matthew 5 and 28, he said, I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman, how? Lustfully. Now, let me stop right here, okay? Lustfully is a, not just a thought. But it's a thought that goes deeper than that where you begin to dwell on that person and you begin to think about what it would be like to be with them. And you begin to imagine yourself in those environments and, and it goes deep in your mind, okay? So this is not just a thought. This is a deep thought out kind of thing. That's what lust is, all right? He says, woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So it did, not just with men, it can be with women as well. And so what I want to share this with you is this, is that have you ever heard someone say, that having a thought is just as bad as doing it. If you thought it, you that is a life in the pit of hell. Yes. You know what the difference between me and the man that's serving 40 years in prison is? You know what the difference is? Is that we were, one time Ron and I was broke, I said, we just need to rob a bank. Well, I said it like that. We just need to rob a bank. You ever heard somebody say, we just need to rob a bank? Not meaning it, but I said, I had the thought, I even said it. But you know, the joke is that serving 40 years did it. <laughs> Come on. There's a big difference between what I thought and what he did, right? Yes. So don't you, don't you ever believe that lie from the pit of hell. Now, when you think it, it's between you and God. But when you do it, it's between you and society. Amen? Yes. 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 That's good. That's it's truth, good. isn't it? That's good. That's truth. And so understand, think it just because you have a thought. And one more thing. Let me just say why we're talking about thoughts. Having a thought... Is not sin. Meaning, I'm not talking about lust, like lust is when you're thinking deep about it, like, oh, let me, you start fantasizing about it. But having a thought is not sin. Because you can be sitting right here today, right in God's house, you come to worship God, and while you're trying to worship God, all of a sudden you have a horrible thought. You you know what I'm talking about? Talking about. I've been trying, there's been times I've been trying to, like, oh, Jesus, you're so good, and all of a sudden have a thought come out of, oh, no, God, no. You know, why does that happen? Because there's an enemy of your soul who can, who can make you have a thought. But listen, it's a, just, you can have a thought, but don't let the thought have you. In other words, let it pass on through, right? You cannot stop yourself from having thoughts. You just cannot, that thought comes through. Just let it go on through. Don't let it stay. So understand that like when I become a Christian as a teenager, I went to my youth pastor and I said, uh, he's a guy that worked with teenagers. I said, man, I can't do this Christian stuff. He said, why? I said, because I have some bad thoughts still. (laughs) He's like, Jeff, you're probably going to have a few of those throughout your life and throughout your day. But he said, listen, he says, like a bird, you can't keep a bird from flying over your head. But if you have hair, you can keep them from building a nest in it. Amen? And so that's the same way with thoughts. You don't let it stay. And it's not, so understand, don't let the devil make you feel guilty for that because he, he bound me up for years because I have a bad thought. And it's like, 
oh, God, forgive me. You know, God said, no, 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 you good. Just let it go. Don't let it stay. Amen? Don't let it stay. Don't let it stay. A spiritual stronghold is when you begin to think on something, and again, that thought process gets deep in your spirit. And it's something that just stays in your mind. You can't get it off your mind. It's called a spiritual stronghold. And this spiritual battle is something we have to fight spiritually. Look what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have what? Divine power. Divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. What I'm trying to tell you is that your prayers have power. You have power. And what the devil tries to do to beat you spiritually is this. Remember, prayer makes me spiritually aware, so he didn't want you to pray. And the way that he keeps you from praying is making you feel guilty. See, when you have those thoughts, when you have those thoughts in your mind, he, if he, the reason you have them is because he wants you to feel guilty even in the house of God so that you can't worship God. Because if he can make you feel guilty, you're going to feel like you need to hide from God, right? But what I'm trying to tell you is it doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. You never stop praying. You never stop praying. You may feel ashamed before God. It doesn't matter how you feel. You keep praying because prayer makes you spiritually aware. And you pray, lead me not into temptation, O Lord, but deliver me from evil, God, because you know what's coming my way. And you know how the devil hates me. And the better, the more good that you do, the more he's on your heels. So you've got to understand that I am surrounded by the Spirit of God. And it's not by might, nor by power, but by his Spirit, says the Lord. Amen? It's not you it's him hallelujah you got to fight this battle when you pray the Lord's prayer every day and you get to that last part lead me oh God lead me oh God lead me oh God lead me Lord if I lead myself I'm gonna get in trouble you've got to lead me God lead me oh Lord lead me not into temptation you know what the devil has planned you know how he wants to take me down and I'm not bigger than him God but you are so lead me God lead me lead me amen lead me hallelujah lead me if you're asking God to lead you, he'll lead you. Mm, not social media, but God media. Amen? Lean into God. Lean into God. Right, there's one more verse I want to share with you. They're ready to go. You know, they're pumped and primed already. They're out here ready. One more verse I want to show you that gives you hope about temptation. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful and will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Did you hear that? But when you are tempted, not if you're tempted, everybody in this room is going to be tempted. Amen? Good grief. Sometimes it can be every minute. It seems like one day. Amen? Mm. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. You might, the devil might try to get you in it, but God's going to get you out of it. Watch this. See, the problem that me and you have is sometimes we get mad at God for things that happen in our lives. Some of you, you know, some of you, some of you teenagers in this room right now, you you get so mad at your mom because they, they all of a sudden, right at the last minute, told you you couldn't go to that party. 
What you don't understand, you got mad, you threw a fit, you went to your room, you slammed the door, and you said, I hate you, I don't like you, I don't want to be in your house anymore. And that's okay, you can go have your fit, that's all right. But what, what you don't understand, it was God delivering you from temptation. What you don't understand, he was, he was using that to bring you out. See, you would have went and you would have gave in and you would have failed and you would have had a lifetime of regret. But God loves you enough to make your mom and dad say no at the last minute. He's faithful. He'll provide a way out. Some of you see you got laid off from that job or you got fired and you was fussing at God. You don't love me. You're not faithful and you, you don't understand why. I'll tell you why. Because you're getting too close to that coworker. And all of a sudden, you, you didn't see you was getting real tight with somebody that you shouldn't be getting tight with, and your marriage was in jeopardy. But, but God loved you enough. He said, when you can't get out, I'm going to make a way out. Hallelujah. And he got you out. <laughs> when you couldn't find your keys to go to that party, you don't know what happened to your keys. They got lost. You blamed everybody in the house. You, you turned the house upside down and couldn't find your keys. It was God Almighty said, I'm providing you a way out. <laughs> you don't understand. It's a spiritual battle. The Holy Spirit of God is with you. And everything that you've been cussing other people for may have been God just providing you a way out. <laughs> That flat tire you got made you miss that, that party, that, that ride with your buddies or whatever. It was God. Not everything that like that happens is God, but I'm saying there's sometimes it is God. He's faithful and he's going to provide a way out. You see, Jesus changes everything. With Jesus, it's to change the... What I want you to know today is that this temptation the devil's had over and you felt so much guilt over, you know, you're going to walk out of here with your shoulders lighter today because you're not going to be afraid of it anymore because you're going to call it out. Instead of hiding it from God like, God, I hope you never find this out. You're going to get out of here today and you're going to say, God, this is what I'm tempted with right here. I want you to know and I'm going to tell you right now. I'm tempted with this. And God, I need your help. And when you do, Jesus changes everything. You invite him into the middle of your temptation. There's nothing like that. When you tempt, when you're being in the middle of tempted temptation, there's nothing like calling on the name of Jesus right in the middle, even though you feel guilty for it. I want you to stand with me. I'm going to ask the band to come and sing this song that Jesus changes everything. Fear has to bow. And all the and, and the chains have to be broken. And today I believe that God's going to break some chains. For those of you that are watching at home and those of you in this room, today, I want you to release it. Listen, they begin to sing this, you be honest with God. God, I'm tempted right here. This is my temptation. And you name it. You say, but God, I'm going to trust you that you're going to lead me every day. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net view.net and click the give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.